First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, I'm Kevin Jackson. Welcome to the first episode of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking, our new podcast. Uh, We've been doing a version of this on Instagram for, I don't know, about six months on our Instagram Live on Mondays and and, and Fridays. Uh, We do a little Bible reading, do a little coffee drinking, kind of get our weekend and our week started at the beginning of the week on Mondays and Fridays. So uh, we're taking it to the podcast. So uh, hopefully you're listening to this somewhere on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Maybe you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, which is great, but we're going to kind of take that methodology that we've been doing uh, for quite a while and uh, do a, a little bit different. So if this is your first time joining us, um, I'm Kevin, I'm KJ, uh, I oversee Living Christian. You can learn all about us at livingchristian.org. But, um, you know, our po- podcast, what it's going to be, it's going to be reading a chapter of the Bible, typically, uh, discussing a little bit along the way. Um, I'll do some questions from our Instagram and uh, other social media followers. I have a little place where they submit questions for the podcast. I'll, uh, I'll read some of those, maybe answer some of those as best I can, uh, and go on down the road. So uh, we'll drink a little coffee along the way, which is great. Uh, today I've got my uh, cappuccino and my Strong Light coffee mug, uh, so I'll, I'll be taking breaks along the way to drink coffee. Uh, but that's the, the the foundation of the podcast. Um we were also, you know, I'll also be doing some random things, uh, going over some messages. Uh, maybe I'll do some interviews with some friends of mine. Uh, if you want to learn about the podcast and what it's going to be uh, kind of all about, uh, go back and listen to the trailer or the first episode that we have listed on the various places, and uh, you can learn all about it and what we're going to be doing here. So if you feel the need to urge, or uh, feel the urge to donate maybe or support our podcast and our ministry, feel free. I would love to you to do that. Uh, you can do it right here on the podcast page. Uh, there's a little place where you can, you can donate, subscribe for, uh, you know, five bucks a month if you want to, whatever, whatever the Lord leads you to do, feel free. If you just want to sit here and listen for free, feel free. You know, that's awesome as well. Uh, you can also, uh, uh, learn more about me and our ministry here at livingchristian.org. Uh, so there we have Bible verses and, um, blogs and a whole apparel store. You can get t-shirts and hoodies and hats and all that jazz. And we usually have some sort of sale going on. So check it out, livingchristian.org. You can go back and, and, and link to my uh, YouTube from there, listen to other podcasts, uh, browse around, read a bunch. we got a lot of resources there for kind of helping you guys out uh, living a Christian life seven days a week. That's what we're all about here at Living Christian. So hopefully hopefully you're uh, not new uh, to our ministry, but if you are, uh, check us out over there as well as uh, all the social platforms that we have, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. All right, so um, so these podcasts typically, saying that this is the first one, uh, they're typically about 20, 25 minutes, pretty short, uh, perfect for a, maybe a, a commute to work. Uh, maybe you're sitting here uh, doing a jog or maybe you're watching on YouTube. I'm not sure where you're uh, getting us today, but um, you're about 20, 25 minutes. So uh, today we're, we're going to kick off our first podcast with um, with Mark. Uh, so I want to I want to kind of start with learning about the life of Jesus Christ. We just got done with a Luke study, so this is kind of um, on topic for me right now, uh, but 
with this podcast, I want to learn about Jesus in the, in the book of Mark. So we're going to read Mark 1 together today. Uh, so hopefully you have your Bibles ready, and if you're in your car driving, then uh, feel free uh, not to do that. I'll, I'll be reading along, and you can just listen to my, uh, my voice as we go through the book of Mark. Uh, I got my Bible here, and uh, it, it doesn't take very long, but... Uh, the whole um, the whole point of Mark is that you know Jesus does more than just talk, right? He makes things happen, and we're going to learn about the life of Jesus even briefly in Mark one. It starts off with uh, John the Baptist and talks about him a little bit, some of the prophetic uh, words in Isaiah, and then it kind of goes into the beginning parts of the ministry uh, for Mark. Uh, the book of Mark was written about mm, about fifty between fifty and seventy A.D. Um, so. Uh, that's just kind of the timeline of it, and, and, and he wrote that uh, in recollection of his time uh, with Jesus. So uh, let's dive in a little bit. We'll um, we'll read the book today. We'll talk about it along the way. Uh, I'll have a, a few questions. I have my, uh, my Q&A kind of questions that uh, a bunch of Instagram followers sent me uh, this week, so I have those teed up. I'll take a look at those and answer a few of those for you guys, and then uh, we'll pray. That's kind of what we do. Um, and that's what this first episode is going to be. So I, I certainly thank you guys for joining me. This is uh, it's humbling to think that anybody wants to listen to me read the Bible, but uh, I, I think it's important for us as Christians to uh, read the Bible, dive into the Word, uh, as well as fellowship and get to know each other a little bit. Uh, we are the body of Christ, and we all are in this together. Uh, so uh, it's it's good for us to spend the time. Um, you know, reading the Bible together. So uh, I got my old man glasses on as I normally do. If you guys have followed me on Instagram for a while, you know that uh, I can't see anything. So uh, let's hit Mark 1 and we'll stop along the way and, and chit chat a little bit. Okay. Uh, so uh, Mark 1 verse 1. Uh, let's take a sip of coffee before we get going here. Uh, all right. This is the good news about Jesus and the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah has written. This is where Mark uh, quotes uh, the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. He's talking about it. He's talking about John the Baptist coming right there. Uh, he is a, a man of the wilderness. If you've read a little bit more about his life, um, he, he certainly is a, an odd creature, and an interesting character, uh, but he did come before Jesus, now right before Jesus, actually, uh, to spread the word that uh, the Messiah was coming. So verse uh, 4, this messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they have repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Israel, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven with coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locust and wild honey. I told you guys he was kind of an odd character. Uh, he is somebody who dedicated his entire life to telling everybody that Jesus was coming, the Messiah was coming. Uh, so with that, he had no need for uh, any sort of materialistic or worldly possession. So he's living out in the middle of nowhere, uh, wearing camel uh, hair and eating locust. Uh, John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. One day, and this is fast, fast tracks a little bit. You can go into Luke or some of the other books if you want to learn about the earlier life of Jesus. But Mark kind of just jumps into it. Uh, verse 9. 
One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved Son, and you bring me great joy. So even Jesus, and we'll talk about baptism a little bit for a second. Now, I get a lot of questions uh, via social with, you know, should I be baptized? What does it mean to be baptized? Do you have to be water baptized in order to go to heaven? The answer is this, at least in my perspective. Jesus was water baptized, and he's doing that not because he needed to be saved. Uh, it's because he uh, was showing us what we need to do to show an outward faith of uh, to God and be water baptized, be clean, cleansed of our old, and start anew and be born again. And with that, the Holy Spirit will descend into us just like it did with Jesus. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Verse 16. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother, Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called them out, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little, a little further up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's son, J James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in a boat with the hired men. So Jesus just straight up just walked up to people that didn't know who he was, I'm sure there was a little bit more of a of a discussion uh, had at that point, other than, you know, drop your nets and come for me. I'm sure it was a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, if you can put yourself in that position of uh, doing your job, as they were doing their job, and, 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 a, and a man walks out, walks out of the wilderness and says, hey, drop your nets. Stop what you're doing. Stop working. Quit your job right now. You don't have to go quit and tell your boss. Just walk off and just follow me, and I will help you. Be fishers of men. I wonder if you ask yourself, um, you know, whether you would do that or not. Um, nowadays, I think we have access to so much information and we overanalyze everything. I think it would be very challenging for anybody to, um, even Christians who believe in Christ, if Christ were to show up without us knowing it, obviously that's not how it's going to happen, right? If you read Revelation. But if he were to show up at your job, would you just drop everything and follow him? But that's what he wants us to do on a daily basis. Uh, he wants us to abandon the world, right? Stop focusing on the world and focus solely on him. That's what he wants us to do, right? That's what he wants us to focus on. That's what he wants us to kind of do. Be willing to, frankly, leave our lives and, and, and just do everything he wants us to do, right? Uh, are you willing to do that today? Let's, uh, all right, so where were we? Uh, verse 16. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, ooh, can't see, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. Oh, we already did that one. Okay, uh, let's uh, come down to verse 21. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into, uh, into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching. He had taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the religious law. 
Hmm. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by the evil spirit began shouting, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The fact that they called him the Holy One of God, I don't know if that's sarcastic, because if they fir- firmly believed that he was the Holy One of God, wouldn't they Would they really ask him what he's doing? I think that's some sarcasm coming out of those yahoos. Um, Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. And that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and they came, and then came out of him. So what he did was call out the demons right out of this guy. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of teaching is this? They asked excitedly. Is this? It was of such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. So this is something that's been that's different than what they had seen at the time, right? Certainly, they weren't used to um, religious people, Pharisees at the time, just walking into synagogues and casting out demons from people. Uh, they certainly weren't used to that. But Jesus wasn't having it. Uh, he certainly wasn't going to be blasphemed or be called or joked about or questioned. Um, you know, I firmly believe that God and, and, and Jesus uh, have a sense of humor, but this wasn't the time. Uh, he was all business walking in and casting out that evil spirit. Uh, verse 29, we'll jump into. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. Um, that's verse 29 through 31. I don't know if, uh, how many of you out there listening or watching this uh, have uh, watched The Chosen. There's a great scene in season two uh, that this happens, right? So their uh, mother-in-law had been sick. Simon's mother-in-law had been sick for a while. And in the in the series, it visualizes this and shows her in bed for quite a while, uh, for sure. And Jesus, all he did was sit next next to her in the bed, touch her hand, and cast it out the sickness. Uh, it's a powerful scene. So if you haven't watched The Chosen, I, I highly recommend that um, you know you check it out. It's a it's a great ser- series, and it really gives some personalities to the uh, to the disciples for sure. All right, verse thirty-two. Uh, that evening after sunset, many sick and, and demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases. And he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Wow. Even the demons fear Jesus. Uh, Verse 35. uh, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out on an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, We must go on to another other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. This is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. So part of the reason why, now I'll keep stopping, but I want to discuss this. Part of the reason why Jesus kept going uh, was he was trying to impact as many people as possible. So even if that, even if that meant him going to a t- small town, healing a couple of people, and then leaving before he could heal other people. What he's trying to do is heal their souls, right? So even the knowledge of Jesus at that point, even the hearing of the miracles he's performing is, is spreading is spreading the good news and spreading what he wanted to spread at that time. He didn't visually have to see 
the miracle being done. You just had to believe that it happened. Uh, it's very similar to our faith, right? We don't physically have to see Jesus, uh, but we know he's there. And, and we hear stories, and we read the Bible, and we believe that what we hear and what we read is true, the same way the people of the time. All right, let's go to verse 40. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you're willing... You can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moving with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Do not tell, or don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take uh, along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been clean. So Jesus, he's shown us how to be a humble servant here, right? He, he, he doesn't want the notoriety. He doesn't want the attention of what he's doing. And part of that, I feel, is uh, based on the timeline of he, what he knew he had to get done, right? Um, he knew the progression. He knew exactly when he was going to be crucified. He knew exactly when he was going to die. He knew exactly when Peter was going to deny him. He knew all these things way in advance, okay? So he couldn't have people spreading and the crowds getting bigger and more people paying attention and the Romans coming and grabbing him earlier. He had to stick with the plan. So he kind of warned this person for two reasons. One is that, right? Keep the timeline the way the timeline needed to be. Um, the other part is, um, you know, there is a little bit of Jesus wanting people to believe this guy that he was healed. So he went, he told him to go to the, you know, the Pharisees or go to the religious leaders and, and give your sacrifice the way Moses said that's required by law and go ahead and do this. So people will go, okay, he did all the right things and he was healed. It wasn't some magic trick or, or your witchcraft or whatever that may be. It is legit based on what they knew at the time. All right. That's the public testimony. But the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone who had happened. What had happened? Jesus probably knew this was going to happen. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus, and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. This is the word of our Lord. So that is Mark 1. Hope you guys enjoyed that. So, I mean, it's already, the progression's already started, right? Jesus is already getting to the point where he can't walk into towns. He doesn't have the ability to go in because there's so many people wanting help. There's so many people wanting to get healed. There's so many people that want him to cast demons out of them or save them or relieve their pain, relieve their anguish that they're having. And what Jesus is attempting to do is control that situation as best he can. I mean, back in the day, imagine if they had the internet back then, uh, and how widespread it would be, uh, you know, would would have been, and, and everybody would have seen videos of it and so forth. I, I wonder how that would happen in today's world, right? Um, here you have a man who, <clears throat> you know, comes out of the wilderness with with John the Baptist and goes and starts healing people and, and goes and starts blessing people and, and is not afraid to walk into a synagogue, walk into a church, and and. and you know, challenge the religious leaders of the time, challenge their thinking a little bit. I wonder what would happen if that happened nowadays. I'm so thankful that it happened then, because if Jesus came for the first time in 2022, 
I mean, there'd be YouTube videos and TikToks and, and it'd be on the news and you'd have some news uh, 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 stations covering it and some news stations uh, not. And, and it would, the, the way we gather information nowadays is, is so just uh, overwhelming at times. Um, and I think it would have been too much. I think there's so much cynicism in today's world and we overthink everything that I think we would have a hard time believing this to be true. Okay. And we read about it. Okay. Uh, and part of us reading about it is not having to see it, right? Not have to, to visually see it, a, a YouTube channel to where we see a man getting healed. Nowadays, when we see it, we, we think it's fake. Uh, we see all these fake videos and photoshopped images and this and the other is just, um, it wasn't genuine enough. So he had to come back then. So I'm, you know, I'm curious what happens, you know, when he comes back uh, a second time in the Bible, it talks about him coming on clouds and everybody will see and everybody will know that it's Jesus. Uh, so he has to make this grand entrance. Whereas in back then he didn't, uh, he was living as a half man, half God and, and uh, living amongst us. Uh, as a as a man and had the ability to walk around and make a, a huge impact 2,000 years later across the world uh, simply by uh, doing a ministry for three years. So it's, it's a fascinating uh, progression how God thinks differently and bigger than we could ever think. So anyways, that's Mark 1. Uh, that's a great book, so uh, feel free to read it. I'm not sure what we're going to do next, uh, but I'm going to hop around a little bit in the Bible uh, with uh, the different books of the Bible that I'm going to read. Uh, there will be some times that I just read maybe 10 Bible verses that are thematic, such as, you know, I don't know, 10 great Bible verses to memorize or what have you. So I'm trying to have a little bit of a variety on this uh, podcast, but the foundation of it is going to be you know, me reading a chapter and, and chit-chatting about it along the way. I think it's important for us to dive into the Word uh, collectively. And, and, uh, and, you know, and read a, a full chapter or a full book at a time, as opposed to just uh, kind of taking bites of the Bible. I think we lose some context at that point. So anyways, uh, so uh, if you do follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever, uh, I did throw out, uh, I do have a form. You can go to the website, uh, livingchristian.org slash podcast, and um, you can see the podcast we have. There's also a link there in case you do want to submit a question um, and learn, and that way I can address it in future podcasts. Feel free to do that. I uh, certainly welcome that. So uh, a couple of them that I have uh, in front of me, and I haven't pre-rehearsed these, I promise. These are just straight me reading and and, uh, uh, and going on, the, on down the road. Um, okay, how to deal with a loss if you think you weren't a believer, if you think they weren't a believer, sorry. Uh, people always say they moved on to a better place, but if they weren't a believer, then they actually went to the worst place. Had someone died, re- I had someone die recently, got me thinking, thank you, and wish you continued success. All right, so that is a great point. I- I'll-, I'll tell you this, I mean, first of all, you don't know what's in their heart, right? Uh, you don't know whether they're fully a believer or not. Um, maybe you, maybe they didn't live like a believer. Maybe uh, you don't know them to be uh, a follower of Christ, and hopefully they were in their heart. Um, now, what you can do is pray for that person. Um, it, it, it's it's not for me to say where they ended up after they left this world. Um, hopefully they were a believer of Jesus Christ. And he welcomed them into heaven, and, and all their baggage that they came with them was left here on earth. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, uh, for me and my loved ones. So how you can cope with that, uh, how do you deal, deal with the losses? You've got to have faith in Jesus. You've got to have faith in God of what he says in the Bible and how he can touch hearts 
uh, even when we don't know that he's touching hearts. So I would uh, pray for your friend. Uh, I'll pray for you as well. And uh, let's hope and pray, let's pray that they did know Jesus uh, before they left. All right, uh, we'll do uh, just uh, one or two more here. How are the old? How are the people of the Old Testament saved? Okay, so if you haven't read the Old Testament, basically the Bible is split up in, in, in two. You got the Old Testament, and the New Testament. You have the Old Covenant uh, between God and the people and the Israelites at the, specifically at the time, and and the New Covenant with God and and, and the Gentiles and the Jewish people. Um, so. In the Old Testament, you had to abide by the laws, okay? So you had a pretty strict, um, you know, the laws of Moses, which is in the Torah, which is the first few chapter, or first few books of the Bible. So you had to abide by the Ten Commandments, all those things. There's a lot of other Levitical laws and ceremonial laws that they put in place. Can't cut your hair, can't eat pork, uh, just, uh, you know, lots of different ones. Um, can't get tattoos, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so all those were uh, staying clean, Right, in order to be worthy enough to be saved and go to heaven, um, that's how they were saved in the Old Testament. Uh, now Jesus came along and changed all that. Uh, he had, we have a new covenant, uh, right? We have a new covenant with God in the sense of if we believe in Jesus and we and we give our lives to Him and we have faith in Him and, and we follow Him, okay? Therefore, our souls are saved and we get to join Him one day in heaven. So it's much easier per se to get into heaven now <clears throat> after jesus came and that's why you know the father sent the son to this earth to give us a path because he realized that you know what quite frankly uh it was too difficult uh we were too fallen too broken uh too self-righteous it's too selfish uh majority of the people on earth in order to do all the laws needed to do that we needed to do in order to get to heaven so uh, that's how old people were saved. Old, old people, people in the Old Testament were saved, uh, and, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. I guess uh, on, on all that stuff. All right. Um, yeah, last one, and then we'll uh, pray. Is setting a reminder to study the Bible, pray, etc. Bad? I don't think so. Uh, I think physically and, and as a human, uh, we have a hard time. Um, changing our lives right you, you've got to go through a 21 day cycle to where you, something becomes a habit and i don't think we need to pray or read the bible just because it's a habit in our life but the way we operate at least the way i operate is you have to carve out time uh, and once you do carve out time it's easier to make even more time so every morning i get up at 5 a.m and uh, I get ready for the day. I, I usually schedule uh, some of my tweets out and get ready for my social posts because I do several a day <clears throat> on all the different platforms. So I kind of do all that. I read. Okay, I have my, my Bible time. Uh, usually it, it consists of a couple of different things. Uh, sometimes it's a Bible plan on Uversion, which they have some great ones on that app. If you don't have the Uversion Bible app, uh, download that. There's, there's others as well, but uh, I love that one. Uh, so I, have a, I always have a couple plans going, right? And, and typically... One of those plans has to do with reading full chapters. Like I'm reading the Old Testament this year uh, in the year. So I'm working on right now, I'm in Genesis, um, Psalms, and uh, Ruth. Uh, so I'm reading all three of those books uh, from front to back uh, and progression on that. So I have that time with the Lord uh, that I spend every morning reading the Word. Okay. Now with that, once I get used to that habit, uh, I will typically do other things that will, I can feel 
closer to God by just diving into his word. Therefore, I'll pray more often. Therefore, I'll listen to Christian music all day or I'll watch podcast or listen to podcasts or watch videos. Uh, but when I don't have that time with the Lord, when I don't set that reminder up in the morning to say, okay, I got to wake up at five because I've got to read my Bible. If I don't do that, the world gets in, in the way and the devil loves to distract us. Uh, he loves. If he can't defeat us, he will definitely try to distract us. And, and with that, all the things in your life, he will try to distract you away from reading the Bible and from praying. So uh, I think setting a, uh, a reminder or setting a certain time of the day up uh, for prayer, for, for reading your Bible is vitally important uh, to your walk uh, with Jesus in your Christian life. So I think it's a great idea. So, all right, uh, we're uh, let's wrap up our first episode here at Bible Reading Coffee Drinking. Let me take a sip of coffee and we'll pray. I do want to thank you for joining us, but let's pray and then uh, we'll wrap up. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. Thank you so much for providing this technology that we have, uh, that we can record these videos and this audio uh, and, and have so many people have access to it throughout the world. It's just simply amazing. And we're in awe of how you use our own creations and our own minds and our own inventions uh, for your good, Lord. And we're so thankful for those, but we're also very humbled uh, and, and, and gracious that you're using uh, us on earth to spread your good word. Please be with us and please be with everybody watching or listening to this podcast today. May they get touched by you. Maybe, maybe it will cause them to read the Bible more themselves or pray a little bit more themselves or just have a little bit more faith when they're coming through their decisions in their life. I pray for that. I pray for that so hard. We know that you're going to give us the strength. We know that you're going to give us the knowledge, but just show us the way you want us to walk down this path with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, this is uh, episode one. We'll record a few more, obviously. We're going to try to do this about um, you know once a week. Um, typically, I'm not sure what days of the week these are going to come out right now, um, probably on Tuesdays, but uh, that may change. Um, I do want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, you got a little something out of it, maybe... Um, Feel a little closer with your faith. Don't forget to visit me and, and uh, our uh, ministry at livingchristian.org uh, for all sorts of resources to help you live a Christian life. Uh, until next time, uh, keep Jesus in your heart and eternity in your mind. God bless.